0: Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H dot com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm excited to be joined once again by Miki Addison. We'll discuss training and raising our children to maintain a biblical worldview. You can reach me anytime to share your thoughts, comments, questions at this email, radio at gmail.com. Remember, Plum is P-L-U-M-B, Radio at gmail.com. Life
1: can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000.
0: I am so pleased to have Reasons for Hope as the national sponsor of The Plum Line. The mission of both of our ministries is to proclaim the gospel and to train people to look at every topic and issue from a biblical worldview. You can discover more about their many fabulous resources and their debunked video series or request one of the R4H speakers for your event or maybe attend an equip youth retreat or rally all at r4h.com. To learn about the Plum Lines partnership with Reasons for Hope, check out the blog postings at r4h.com, and you can find the Plumline station directory and podcast link at r4h.com slash line. Be sure to leave a note saying thanks to Reasons for Hope for supporting the Plumline. On today's edition of the Plum Line, I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. I'm excited to be joined once again by Mickey Addison, and we're going to visit about training, raising those children to maintain a biblical worldview. It's kind of the overarching subject, probably drawing lots of components to that here as we look at a different topic or issue from a biblical worldview on the plumb line each day. And Miki has been with me before and really looking forward to having her back. She is uh, the host, along with her husband Will, of a podcast called Culture Proof. And you can look up uh, that podcast everywhere where you go for podcasts, and I do encourage you to do that and check out the great insights that God has given to them. Welcome to the broadcast, Miki.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Jay. It's great to be with you. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Yeah, last time we visited, we talked kind of about Satan's strategy, the deception that he, of course, tries to bring and to lead people away from the truth of God's Word. And this will be a little bit similar here, and that will focus on how we counter that, I guess, when we're talking about training or raising our kids. And this is something that you're very passionate about, and I know you guys have six kids, and I assume that's one of the reasons that you're passionate about this.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, when you are in the season of child-rearing and you are also observing what's happening in the culture, it moves away from something that's a theory and something that's a talking point, and it becomes a passion because it's something that you're actively engaged in doing. Like, you know, my husband and I want to see Christ formed in our children. We want to see them live for the glory of God in their generation. We believe that the Lord is sovereign, and so He's entrusted each of them to us to proliferate the gospel, and and that starts right here in our home with them. And so, yeah, we take it very seriously, and probably our passion is derived from the fact that we're in the season of raising kids.
0: Yeah, amen. And certainly as Christian parents, we can feel pressure sometimes because I know I've felt this, and maybe you have as well, that you feel like the weight of these kids and and how they're raised and trained completely falls upon you. And if your kids end up failing in any regard, it's it's your fault. And that's not (laughs) not wholly accurate either, is it? No,
1: we entrust our kids to the Lord, first and foremost. I do think that there are A lot of parents, and I can understand why, who would feel like it all depends on them. I think there's a lot of independence that is cultivated in the American culture, right? Like we are kind of a pull ourselves up by our bootstraps type of nation. And some of that gets reflected even in Christian culture, but it's actually not consistent with a biblical conviction. All of our dependence must be up on the Lord. And so what we do is we act faithfully, we act consistently in line with the scriptures, but we depend wholeheartedly on the Lord and the drawing power of His Spirit to convict our children of sin, just as He convicted us of sin, and to draw us to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would receive salvation and forgiveness. And so, yeah, we want to act faithfully as if it depends on us, but we don't want to live like it does. <laughs> like, we want to live with complete dependence on the Lord and the sufficiency of His Spirit. Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully that gives some parents tuning in as we just start this broadcast some comfort and hope I guess because I'm sure there have been many that have dealt with their children maybe aren't young anymore and they have adult children who have walked away from the faith and they're feeling guilt over it and so you know ultimately we need to remember we do by God's grace what he has given us ability and calling to do and we entrust the children to the Lord because each and every one of them just like us has their own personality and things, and we can't force, just like God doesn't force us to believe and to trust in Him, we can't force that in our kids either.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that is the work of the Holy Spirit, to convict of sin and to draw our children. We want to be faithful, and even in the areas where we feel like, because we talk to a lot of parents who they're looking back on their child-rearing season, and they have some regret, Jay, and I think all of us, even in real time, you know, I put my head on the pillow, and I go... Oh, did I do that well today? Like, should I have said that? Did I say enough? Like, you know, so we can, we have these questions, but ultimately our trust and our hope is in the Lord. I mean, I think of being reared in a fatherless home. I was the second of five kids. And I think of my mom introducing me to Jesus. Like my mom is the reason. That I was able to even know that there is a God and that He wants to be in relationship with me and that He sent His Son so that I could be reconciled to Him. But my mom didn't know about discipleship. So she didn't know that, like, once, you know, her kids come to Christ, they need to be trained and how to follow Christ. Now, what does that look like? How do you walk that out? But the Lord is faithful. And so the Lord provided in my collegiate years for people to come alongside me. And teach me what it looks like to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we turn to Scripture? Like, so much of what we see from Old Testament to New Testament is identity language. So you've got in the Old Testament, the Lord sets apart a people unto Himself, and He specifically says, you are my people. And then He tells them to live this way. So everywhere that they're traversing in the Old Testament, God's people are distinct, right? So they are identified by specific commands, things that they do and things that they don't do. In the New Testament context, it is exactly the same way. Now we have the scriptures telling us as believers how we are to live, how we are to engage culture, and this becomes identity language. You are going to look different because you are a follower of Christ. And I'm saying all of that to say we can trust the Lord. So even though I had gaps, like I knew that Jesus is real, and I knew that he wanted to be in a relationship with me and even come to faith, but I didn't know what that looked like in real time. How do I walk that out every day? And the Lord was faithful and is ongoingly faithful and merciful that he provided people to help me grow in my faith. So that should be an encouragement to parents that we do the things that we know to do and, and where there are the areas that, man, I just didn't know, or um, maybe I was a little bit slow on this. We trust the Lord in his faithfulness and his love for our children, even more so than the love we have for them, that he loves them and he wants them to know him.
0: Yeah, I'm so thankful for what you just shared there, because the other aspect or component I wanted to kind of start with here is for those parents who might just be flipping through the dial and tuning into this and hearing we're going to be talking about raising kids, and so they stuck around, but they may not have a relationship with the Lord themselves. So if you're one of those who is in the listening family at this moment, Miki there just had a brief Testimony of her own story, and I noticed that you happen to mention they're the key components about Jesus Christ who is the Son of God, the perfect, sinless Savior, the only one who could take our sin upon himself. And as sinners, broken people who have broken God's law and command, we're in need of a Savior. And so if you're someone who's tuning in and maybe you've heard this language before but have never realized or understood what Jesus Christ did for you the gospel message was encompassed there in what Miki shared. Jesus Christ came. He took our sin upon himself on the cross, was crucified and beaten and just uh, suffered the most horrific of death on our behalf, taking our sin and taking uh, the punishment that we deserve upon himself. And then he rose again from the dead, victorious over sin and over death and over Satan and gives us the victory and the eternal life and forgiveness of sins that we so desperately need. And so if this is something that you haven't heard before, maybe you've heard it many times, but you've never actually committed your life to Jesus Christ and put your faith in him, this can be the moment of salvation for you. And that's one of the big aims of the plumb line, that we would clearly communicate that truth so that all... Who hear us visit here, uh, Miki? You and me. That they would all have the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ and believe in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's no work or effort on your part that you can or can't do. It's it's all about belief and trust. Repent of your sins and believe in Jesus Christ. And so that, in very brief, is the gospel message. And that's what I'm calling those who may not know Jesus to come to Him and to receive the grace that He offers freely. If this is something new to you, reach out to me. I'm going to share my email address, radio at gmail.com Plum is P-L-U-M-B Don't forget that B at the end of the word plum. plumb radio <laughs> at gmail.com and I'd love to hear from you. So, Mickey, before we uh, conclude our first segment here, I guess I Wanted to bring up the gospel real quickly and early on here in our discussion because one thing that I wanted to say with the context of this broadcast is you can't help your children to have or maintain a biblical worldview if you don't have it yourself.
1: Oh, you're absolutely right, Jay. And in fact, this is what we are finding. The Christian researchers, I'm thinking of George Barna in his recent book, Raising Spiritual Champions, as he outlines one of the failures in the Christian community is that we have not retained a biblical worldview, so we can't pass on what we don't have. And I mean, that's just a reality, right? Like, if we don't filter all of our engagement through the singular question, what does God say about this, then we can't pass that conviction on to our children. And I want to say something, to What you just laid out, Jay, in talking about the gospel You know, sometimes we can think that presenting the gospel, rather in the context of like where we are now and someone hearing that, or even with our own children, we tend to think, oh my goodness, I've got to do heavy lifting. Actually, the presentation of the gospel is not heavy lifting. The Bible teaches us very clearly that man already knows there is a God. So much so, Romans 1 says that he is without excuse. But the Bible actually goes a step further, right? So it's not just in creation. But there was also an internal conviction. And I think about this for parents. Like when we say, you know, I want to see Christ formed in my kids, or I want to pass on a biblical worldview, we almost expect our kids to rebel against that. But one of the things that I've found, even in my own children, is that when we make a solid biblical case based on what we know is contained in Scripture, we don't have to do the heavy lifting. So, for example, we were recently reading this Scripture as a family. And boy, it just grabbed me, Jay. It's in Romans chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. For when Gentiles who do not have the law do instinctively the things of the law, these not having the law are a law to themselves in that they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts alternately accusing or else defending them. On the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. When I talk to my kids about this, I say to them, I know you know what is right. How do I know that? Because God's word tells me that both your conscience and your heart convicts you. So we've got two age groups of kids here. We've got teenagers, and then we've got young kids, nine, seven, and three. And so with our nine, seven, and three-year-olds, when we present this to them. So for example, yesterday I was talking to them about just kind of going through a catechism. How can we know there is a God? And so with my seven-year-old, as I was talking to him and we stand up and we're doing a lot of body movements, right? Because they're young and we want to engage them fully. And so right in the midst of talking to him, I just shoved him onto the sofa out of the blue. I didn't even warn him. And he's mom. And I go, is that wrong? And he's like, yes. And I go, why is that wrong? He goes, because you shouldn't hit people. And I go, How do you know that? How do you know that is wrong? And he goes, because, because because, it's wrong. And he's seven and his mind is searching for this reason. And I told him, I said, You know it's wrong because God told you it's wrong internally. You know it in your mind and you know it in your heart. We call that a conscience. God has given that to every person. So when we tell them about sin, they already know. They already know it's wrong. And he will never forget that day. He, he will be 17, he will be 70, and he will remember the day I shoved him onto the couch and that he, he thought, whoa, I can't believe mom just out of the blue shoved me. But what I was trying to provoke in him is this knowledge that you know what is right, you know what is wrong, so much so that we can have confidence that when God's word says man is without excuse, we really are without excuse.
0: Yeah, I'm going to extend this opening segment a little bit longer because I want to follow up on that, and I don't want to wait till after the break to do it. So let me, uh, sure. let me just ask you this, that that is a big part of the reason of what's going on in our world and our culture today, I believe, is that everyone has this knowledge and this conscience that is telling them the things that they are doing or involved in are wrong, and yet they're not wanting to hear that, and so they're getting very defensive, and they're defending their own desire, and I'm just thinking, you know, particularly of the whole LGBTQ and all the other, you know, letters that go with that is that sure. they know where well, their conscience is telling them that this is wrong. And they're fighting against that. And so that's what we're seeing played out in society, isn't it?
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. Because we know that man is without excuse. We can know with great confidence that when we talk to them, the resistance that we sense from them is not because they're shocked to learn that they are in rebellion against God. The resistance that we sense from them is that they love their sin, and they want to be their own God. They want to be the one who's calling the shot. And here's something that's really interesting. When you go back to Romans chapter 1, we can also recognize from our culture, not only do they love their sin and are happy to engage in their sin, but they want approval. And why do they want approval? Because the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1, verse 32, that approval of sin is sin. So we live in a time, and this is something that we try to make sure that our children understand, there is no neutrality when it comes to rampant wickedness in our culture. Those who would ask you to affirm, those who might demand that you use their pronouns, what they are asking you to do is to sin against the one true God. They are asking you to affirm a line. The Bible says in Romans chapter one, verse 32, and although they know the ordinance of God that those who practice such things and God's case against humanity is listed in the verses prior. And then verse 32 says that those who practice such things are worthy of death. They not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. So what is God saying? God's saying, not only do people rebel against me, not only do people resist the knowledge that I have afforded them that I am. Not only do they do these things, but they also give approval to those who are doing them. So when you've got these demands by what some might call the alphabet mafia, right? And they're telling you, use my pronouns. They're telling you, allow me in your spaces. They're saying, lie about who I am and what your eyes even say to you, like what you can clearly see. They're telling you to deny that. One of the reasons we see that happening is because one, these people want to be their own gods. And then two, they want to demand that you affirm that lie, inviting you to be a participant in their sin. And so what we've got to do is we've got to be thoroughly convinced that the Word of God is true. It's not just our position that we take in culture where we say, ooh, this is icky. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, my goodness, that's gross. No, it's not that we have a personal revulsion against that. It's that we say God is holy. God is righteous. Everything that He has said is true. And we simply, yet powerfully, want to agree with Him.
0: Yeah, amen. Well, and there's much more that I want to kind of lean into regarding that, but let's go ahead and break away from the conversation for a moment here, and I'll continue with my guest, Miki Addison. Mm Again, the Culture Proof Podcast. She and her husband will do. You can look that up everywhere where you go for podcasts. And I sure appreciate the Lord's insights that he gives to her and that she's sharing with us here on the Plum Line today. Stick around for a lot more as we discuss raising, training children to maintain that biblical worldview on the Plum Line. You can reach out to me again, the email address, theplumlineradio@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, share your thoughts, comments, questions. This is a little listener-supported radio ministry as well. So you can reach out at that email address, theplumlineradio at gmail.com, and I'll let you know how you can support. Stay tuned. Support for the Plumb Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623-537-3657. Support for the Plumb Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at MySimpleTurn.com. And by Charles McLucas Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. Thanks for joining me for The plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. My guest, Miki Addison, Culture Proof, is the podcast she and her husband do, and I'm talking about raising or training kids in the biblical worldview here. The Poll mine is all about looking at issues and topics from a biblical worldview, as is the Culture Proof podcast too, and I recommend that certainly to you. And Miki, we want to discuss a little bit about, we wrapped up the first segment here, kind of looking at the culture that we live in today. And part of this culture is that everyone takes offense at everything here, and we need to train our children to be able to defend <coughs> without taking offense, I guess, is one way yes. that I'm thinking of this, and you guys are working on that. It sounds like around the dinner table at, at times, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I think is important for us to recognize, and even for our kids to recognize, is that when we are dealing with people in the culture who appear at first to be our enemies, we've got to recognize that really they are the enemies of God, right? Like They, they are not coming against us. They are coming against God. And so when we stand up and we tell the truth, What we want to say is, listen, don't be easily offended. Why? Because they're going to resist. Why? Because they're resisting God. Like, this is not your truth. You're not coming to a lost culture with your truth, something that you are demanding that people believe and accept because it depends on you. No, you want people to be saved. You recognize that there is eternal life and accepting the truth. By the way, there are not a series of truths that people get to determine for themselves, Uh right? There is just the truth. And so one of the things that you want to teach your children and that we endeavor to teach our children is that when you stand up to tell the truth, first of all, recognize that there's going to be some fear associated with that. Now, what, what do I mean when I say that, man, your heart's going to start to race and maybe your mouth's going to get a little bit dry. Maybe your hands are going to shake a little bit. You tell the truth anyway. So be prepared in advance that you're going to feel nervous. You're going to feel like these people are going to resist me. They're not going to like, and there's a moment, and we were talking about this recently, my husband and I, it's like, when you go to present the truth to someone, you have this moment like skydiving. And there's this moment where you're falling out of the plane and it feels like an eternity. You just don't know what's going to happen. And it's almost like, okay, pull the cord. Let's just land it. Like, what are you? Are you for me? Are you against me? Like, what are you saying? You know? But in that moment where you're falling, it feels like you're falling because you've just said the hard thing. We want to encourage our children to trust the work of the Holy Spirit, that the Lord is at work in the life of the person who just heard what you said. And if you have as your conviction that you want to live for the glory of God, that means very simply that you want God to go public through you. So that means it's not about you, right? Like even though you are nervous and the Lord is using you at that point, it's really not about you. It's about God going public through you. It's about the weightiness, the glory of who God is going public through your humble submission. And therefore, you can respectfully disagree with people. You don't have to become emotional in your response because all you're doing is acting as a messenger.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and these are the types of conversations that make for good dinner table discussions, or can anyway, and, and need to, because the second edition of our two-part series here, I want to spend a fair amount of time on some of the practical things. You've already done that kind of with the scenario of pushing your child onto the couch there, but <laughs> I want to get into some more of those practical things, but the greatest practical thing is just that time that we spend together and what we're talking about, and these are the things that we need to be talking about with the kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've got to ready our kids to live in the world that is now. I think far too often for parents, we have this down the line kind of view of the way we disciple and train our kids and we forget that they are living in the world right now. And so how we equip them, the conversations that we have with them, the practical things, even down to shoving them (laughs) onto the couch, all of these things equip them and ready them to live for the glory of God.
0: Mm, yeah, Amen. Well, Mickey Addison is my guest here, and we're gonna have to wrap up this first, as I said a couple times now, of a two-part series. So, folks, come back; we'll have another edition, the next edition of the Plumb Line, where I visit with Mickey Addison of Culture Proof Podcast, and we talk more about just how we go about raising and training our kids to maintain that biblical worldview to look. At Life Through the Lens of the Scriptures. That's what the Plum Line seeks to do and to pass along to you. And it is so vitally important, as Mickey brought up, the fact that there are so few, even among those who call themselves Christians, who hold to a biblical worldview. And so programs like the Plum Line and Culture Proof are incredibly relevant and necessary, and I would appreciate hearing from you and just sharing your uh, support so that this ministry can continue to be on the air in your area and expand to other areas as well. It's exciting how God has opened doors and allowed the plumb Line to expand all around the country. You can go to the website for my national ministry sponsor, Reasons for Hope. Their website is r4h.com, letter R-F-O-R-H.com, slash the plumb Line. And there you can find all the information you need to know about the plumb line. You can support there, and you can also listen to past editions of the plumb line, r4h.com slash the plumb line. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the plumb line. The plumb line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com.